welcome to the Good Sex, Bad Sex podcast. This is a podcast from metro.co.uk. I'm Miranda Kane and I'm all on my own this week. There's no Phoebe Lynch with me to help me out. Um, mainly because this is the second part in our Sex Toys for 2020 podcast. So you may remember last week I was in Hanover at Eurofarm trade show to see what kind of things we could expect for you guys in the world of sex toys next year. And this week I'm talking to Alex Fox and Dr. Becky Spellman because whilst we were in Germany, we went to the product launch for a company called WowTech. Now, WowTech you might not have heard of, but they're massive in Germany. They create some of the biggest ranges over there and they're coming over to England and they've got a few products out here at the moment that you may recognise. Uh, they've got Womanizer, WeVibe, and they did this massive launch event whilst we were there for their new product ranges, including Romp, which is going to be their affordable range. Uh, they've got Arcwave coming out, which is uh, which looks fantastic. It looks so sexy. They're all their male vibrators, so we couldn't get our hands on those, but we're looking forward to seeing them next year. And also a brand new piece of technology called Anchor Link. I said Anchor Link. And this is their version of Bluetooth because they discovered that Bluetooth doesn't really work when it's, it's in proximity to liquids, which is kind of what most of your body is. So I talked to Becky and Alex about their product ranges and about sex toys in general, like where we are with sex tech, where the future's going and and just what the kind of exciting options are out there at the moment. Uh, So I really hope you enjoy this podcast. I'll be back next week with the fantastic BB Lynch and we'll be business as usual for 2020. Alex, let's start with you. What's the brand that you represent within WowTech? Well, lots of people won't know WowTech as a name because it was only formed around a year ago when lots of companies, much like a well-timed orgy, came together. Um, So people in the UK might be more familiar with um, the brand's Womanizer. The word does not have the same connotations in Germany as it does as it does in Britain. Um, but they are they were the original inventors of what they call pleasure air technology, which is a form of clitoral stimulation that rather than using a motor to drive a piece of plastic or silicone to hit or vibrate repeatedly against the skin, mm. it instead drives a little air pump to stimulate the clitoris with with air. That means it doesn't need to be directly touched. So people that find traditional vibrators make them feel numb or a bit sore or chafed or um, it hits a nerve in them that they find uncomfy often get along better with this pleasure air technology. Or even if you do like traditional vibrations, this gives you a whole new form of orgasm. And let me tell you, I was dubious and now I'm a convert. (laughs) They do take a little bit of getting used to. The first time I tried one, I thought, this kind of feels like um, somebody's sucking and slurping a clit. It's not unpleasant, but I don't think it's going to get me there. Mm. The second time I tried, it was like David Blaine had just conjured up a big climax out of nowhere. It was magical in every sense of the word. Wow. And he is used to spending time in a box, so... That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, but um, Womanizer have now come together with um, another brand called WeVibe, which Mm. Becky can tell you about. Yeah, (laughs) and and formed WowTech. And WeVibe. WeVibe. So I've been a spokesperson for WeVibe for six six years. So I've managed to try lots of their products. Um, Mainly it's couples vibrators. So I was completely intrigued by this when I got the first one. And... 
they've really expanded since their first one. So the first product was a couple's vibrator where you can have it inside you. And then while you're having sex, you're you're having this vib- amazing vibration. And they've since expanded to have really high tech. So they then went on to have vibrators that could be used with apps in while your partner is in another country. And recently, their most recent high tech innovation is something called AnchorLink, which is like Bluetooth, but actually Bluetooth doesn't work very well with water. Our bodies are made up a lot of water. So this new technology means your your uh, app, your um, your vibrator is not going to fail to work and not lose connectivity when you're using it. So they're so innovative and such an amazing brand. I was so intrigued to hear about AnchorLink. That was one of the things that they had. They've had a big event recently that we went to, that we were invited to, and it was called Vision Wow. Um, Can I just get you, Alex, can you just describe the event for me, Uh, particularly using the name, the very lovely name that you gave uh, the, the CEO? Oh, sure. Can I just congratulate both of you on being more mature than me? Because I think this new collective technology is definitely going to be called wankerling for me from now on um i actually wasn't aware of quite how problematic bluetooth connections could be if when water was involved but i've since read up on this and yeah it does mean that your toy will only work with an app or or a remote control if it's within a couple of inches of your of your your cooch or your gooch um which is a bit difficult if you want to play with it with a partner or, or take it out so yeah, Vision Wow yesterday we were learning about Wankerlink and the rest from the um, CCO of WowTech who I've nicknamed C- Steve Nobbs um, because he is like the Steve Jobs of sex tech. If you are in any doubt about the heft and impact of sex tech within the modern world right now, that doubt will be blown out of the non-connective water by events like Vision Wow. It was like being at uh, right in the middle of Silicon Valley yeah. at a new Apple launch or or a Microsoft launch, wasn't it? You know, yeah. it was really, it was very very slick. And we're in a place where we're surrounded by a lot of lube right now, so perhaps <laughs> slickness is is not uh, is not surprising. But yeah. Even though I work with Womanizer as an ambassador for them, yeah. I had no idea about the breadth of the suite of new products that they were going to un- unveil. It is really going to make waves. Yeah, I was because I, I thought it might be something that maybe British bra- brands could start doing because you, you, I just don't hear that much about it. It always seems to be quite a soft launch within, you know, within sex shops within, you know, within the UK. But rather than, hey, here's this big, massive event and let's celebrate and yeah. masturbate. <laughs> I discreet about it at all. Yeah. And I was expecting to see a few new products. And then they said there's a new brand which they brought out called Romp, which is the entry level. So very affordable products, um, very similar in ways, but actually you know, very... Um, very affordable to purchase. And then there's a male one, which is all a bit mysterious, but it's coming out next mm-hmm. year. I tried to get as much information as possible from the guys last night. Uh, they'd had a few drinks. I thought that might help, but no, <laughs> they, their lips are sealed or else they haven't been told the information. Who knows? But it's a male vibrator. So I can't wait to see that. I'm really excited. Yeah. I think I think it's a whole a whole range of yeah. male masturbatory products called Arcwave. Um, I have seen a silhouette of four of the products and I've been trying to work out how how they might work to stimulate a penis. 
One of the things that surprised me was the amount of energy that got into the room. So that what they did was they said, oh, we're Womanizer, here's our products and here's how we've improved the current ones we have. And then they talked about Romp and then they talked about Arcwave, which had this amazing advert that made it look like they were selling male eau de perfume. Um, and, then, and then this big, it was such a big cheer for the male products. Have we overlooked male masturbation and male masturbation aids? I'm just so intrigued and I've asked a lot of males when male vibrators started to become released like on the market very, relatively recently I asked a lot of males I knew like would they use them what do they think and um, you know in sort of sort of the average male just didn't have a lot to say people that I asked but I think that everything is going to change in relation to that like some people know a lot about sex products and they're kind of in that industry or they have that interest but I think just for the average male, I think things are going to change. I actually work with a Japanese brand as well called Tenga, who are extremely well known in in Asia for their products. And they specialise in male masturbatory toys. Mm. I think there's a real cultural divide between how that kind of activity using a gadget is viewed in places like Japan, where it's celebrated as a, a mark of sexual freedom and self-pleasure. Whereas in the UK, I think largely... Largely, although it's seen as acceptable for women to use toys and almost par for the course for a lot of young women these days, um, I think the association with men of owning owning toys, particularly to use on their own or for masturbation rather than in a coupled pleasure experience, they're viewed either as perverts who want to do something kinky or as social uh, outcasts who don't have the skills to get a real woman. Um, and I think it's really important that we change that because there are so many benefits to everybody, to people with penises experimenting more and enjoying more their own bodies. Um, for a start, I just don't think they should be held back in exploring the sensory options that are available to them. Um, if you're interested in this as an individual, then certain masturbatory toys can help you train to last longer in, par in partnered experiences. So, uh, for example, you can teach yourself to edge, where you'll bring yourself to, uh, to the edge of orgasm, hence the name, repeatedly, trying to eke out how long you can last be before you let yourself act like Pringles and, and pop without stopping. Um, and also I think that psychologically, if men realise that sex toys can bring them incredible new sensations, they are much less likely to see them as threatening or penis replacements and much more likely to be open-minded when it comes to use of vibrators with a female partner or use of couple toys like WeVibe. Mm. So I'm really hoping that this new range, Arcwave, from WowTech can help to open some minds as well as some other parts of the body. Yeah. I got a quick uh, interview with one of the guys who's in R&D from WeVibe. And Emphasis on D. <laughs> Emphasis on Huge D. emphasis on yeah. the D. Um, and he says something quite interesting. So what I might do is put that in now. Okay, so my name's Tobias Segenhagen. I'm Director of Research and Development for WowTech Group. What we had as an insight is that people do not want to, to, to imitate sex, right? Or um, it's, it's, it's not in imitating uh, um, 
something that, that you can't really imitate because you have technical limitations. It's trying to focus on what actually really works and what is delivering a, a good feeling and a different feeling to differentiate from what's already there. And I think that that's the right way to go. And there's a lot of products out there, unfortunately, that do not do this, right? They are very much focusing on, okay, we are imitating sex we are um, rebuilding masturbation. But to be honest, I mean, also from my personal perspective, I know how I want to masturbate. Right? <laughs> I can't, and I'm an engineer, and I honestly can say I'm, I, I can't build a machine that, that does it better than I do myself, right? Yeah. So that's the thing where you, and, you know, I have a, a wife, and uh, we, um, we have good sex too, and I honestly can say that I can't build anything that replaces her. And that's not the point. That's what I'm saying. So that was probably not the most surprising part, but that's what came clearly out of it. Right, every man masturbates. I guess um, we we enjoy this as much as as women do, and um, we didn't target to um, to basically technically rebuild masturbation or to reproduce technically uh, sex because it's it's pointless. Um, we do something new. We we do something um, thrilling. Um, something you can't do by yourself. Something you don't. Uh, encounter or don't feel during sex uh, by technical means that's possible something else and that's that's that spark they talked about yesterday i guess i think that alex made a really good point there about kind of vibrator shaming you know and it's really interesting because slut shaming is a huge thing for women and it's like women are allowed to use vibrators without any shame but why are men not allowed to do that yet. Um, so I think that's going to be really interesting. And also a stat that they said at the event yesterday was 80% of men are masturbating on a weekly basis. That is a lot of men who actually probably would enjoy these products, but don't really feel like it's acceptable for them to go out and purchase them or admit that they like to use them. Do you think there's um, the idea that any male sex toy is just going to look like either a fleshlight or a real doll, like one of those plastic things, and it's just going to be like how women's vibrators were 10 years ago when they were just like veiny, horrible, you know, look like penises? Do you think there's just they're just still stereotyped sex toys? I think the problem is that these really sleek, highly innovative products are coming out and men don't recognise them and, and they don't they don't sort of have that automatic association of, oh yeah, that's a familiar product. Look, they've made it better. I know what to do with it. It's so alien to them and it looks so different to what they know that I think it's hard for them to make that move to start using it. And do you think technology is helping overcome that stigma and and stereotype? I think there is a bit of a dichotomy that Becky's hit on there um, because whilst lots of companies like Tenga, uh, like Hot Octopus, who actually trademarked the term guy braider and who brought out a really innovative product that helps men to gain orgasmic feelings even if they can't obtain an erection. It works with a flaccid penis so it's great for people with erectile dysfunction or who have spinal cord problems or, or, or anything else that stops their, uh, their Johnson from, from going to, to full mast. Many of those companies are seeking to make their products look slick and futuristic and technological um, because they think that's going to be seen as more acceptable. And when I chat to the public, a lot of them do say, oh, yeah, we think that this looks um, much more approachable and much I, I'd take less shame in owning it than I would um, a, a a, a product that looks like genitals because like you say a lot of traditional male masturbatory toys look like vaginas in pots yeah. they kind of look like um 
a, a mass murderer has been on a spree and then and then stuffed the bits and bobs in some cheap plastic vases. You uh, know, uh, it, it looks uh, looks terrible. It, it does look a bit. <laughs> At the Ed game, round the edges. I walked past a few today and I was just like, God, I don't even want to look at those. Like, they just weren't very appealing for me. And they just didn't really represent, like, a female's body parts because they were just, as Alex says, like a vagina stuck in a jar. Like, it just, it just seemed really. A vagina. I think it's important that we don't shame that because a lot of people do want realistic products. Um, And the the dichotomy is that um, whilst some people, like those because the visual turns them on um a lot of people do opt for them because when you're looking at a pair of tits or uh, a penetrable a penetrable can i just say that right (laughs) a penetrable bum crack or uh, or a vagina in a jar you know what to do with it it's very intuitive whereas something that's technologically alluring because it looks slick may not be quite so obvious Mm -hmm. Um, and that means that a lot of men I think just get turned off and put off from venturing into the world of sex toys at all it's going to take some education Mm. and actually that's a really good point it's each to their own because I saw some things today like sex dolls and you know some people are really into that and they all had different textures of skin and everything and it was like very fascinating Lots of people wouldn't be into that, but for some people that just taps into their fantasy, their fetish. And um, I think, yeah, we shouldn't really judge. Um, But I think... um it's really interesting when brands get it right. And of course, when it's a big brand, they've they've got the budget to do lots of great research. So they actually do know what people are looking for, mm-hmm. um, which is why I'm so excited to see the mail range that's about to come out. They did. Uh, they also showed a quite an interesting graph, which was that in 2016, the in the research they did in 2016 39% of people would consider buying a sex toy and that's leaped up to something like 69% it went yeah i think it was 39% in 2017 51 in 2018 and 63 in 2019 mm-hmm. i'm not sure whether that was berlin specific or whether it was broader but either way it does show that interest and willingness to part with money for something to use on your parts is definitely increasing what do you think why do you think that is like is it because internet dating is really hard and difficult is it because technology has made things so much more uh, consumable or is it because we have uh, the internet now and you can easily buy things it's because we have miranda kane and dr becky spellman and alex fox saying that it's okay these days so (laughs) i am taking one third of the credit for people getting themselves off these days cheers Mm. yes me too yeah I think um, I saw this thing yesterday, which was, I loved it. And we don't have it in the UK yet, but it was a man showing me in um, the country that he's in. It was like a sex store that looked like an Apple store. Everything was so sleek and expensive looking. And I was just like, I would love to walk in there and I would be proud to walk in there and look at all the products. Whereas there are stores that would be in, available in my city where it's not every store that I would walk into and be like, yeah, I want to go in there and I will hold my head up high because uh, we we know what we like. And, you know, some people like something that's very sleek and something that they can feel that they can be proud of. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's just evolved. And also online, being able to buy things online and, you know, not even having to walk into a store at all has really helped also. Mm, definitely. Yeah, I think the ability to tap and then fap 
to order something online, get it discreetly delivered to your door um, and then wank yourself into heaven with it or have a partnered experience has really made sex toys more accessible for a lot of people. Um, I think what you can get for your cash, you can really get some good bang for your buck these days. Sex toys used to, all the ones I was aware of 20 years ago or so, were kind of tacky and grubby and not always very well built. Um, whereas these days we're seeing things that uh, that are really, the design has been very well thought out. We know that they're safer for the body. Uh, they're a better investment of your, of your precious cashish. Mm. Um, I do think that there is a societal change as well. I think people are starting to think of self-pleasure and uh, enhancing sexual experiences as less of a shameful, um, gross, uh, taboo and stigmatised thing Mm -hmm. and starting to wrap their heads around the idea that it is okay to feel good. In fact, it's a great thing to make yourself and your partner feel greater Mm -hmm. and that things like lubricants and vibrators and bondage devices or whatever happens to float your boat and tickle your pickle Mm -hmm. is not something that you should deny yourself. Life is too short for shit sex. Yeah. We've started to move away from, further away from the generations who we're very shameful about sex, very embarrassed about talking about sex. Um, Some people will have that experience where their parents were too embarrassed to talk about it. And, you know, it depends on the country, culture and family that your families have been brought up in. But um, when when people have had that experience of their parents being really embarrassed about talking about sex, it gets handed down and handed down and handed down. And where things have changed now is technology and the internet that actually where people might have, felt elements of shame that shame they've actually had the opportunity to have a lot of exposure and with exposure people get used to those feelings and they don't feel as embarrassed and they learn how to be comfortable with sex and then they can change things they can speak to their children about sex in a comfortable manner rather than handing down the shame um so actually that's been really nice and you know particularly coming from countries like ireland where uh you you know it's a very catholic country and um there was a lot of families where just sex was not something that you could talk about at the dinner table or you can talk about it openly. So it's really nice to see that change in society so people actually have permission to enjoy sex and enjoy their sex lives. Yeah. I was quite interested because I spoke to someone at the launch where they, they're really interested in toys for um, a market in, in in the Middle East, for instance, where it's not so much shame. The women want sex toys, but for them, it's harder to buy them. The law says no. Exactly. So one of the products that um, that I quite liked, there's, <laughs> that I've currently got charging by my bedside, don't look, <laughs> ladies, um, is because uh, the, the, this is the starlight. Um, oh, so this is the starlet. And for me, what I quite like about this one is that it looks like one of those facial massages. Yeah. And if you just turn it on, then that's the that's the sort of motion that you get, isn't it? Like you just get the air coming out. You know, if a bloke turns it on and he's not expecting a vibrator, then you just say, yeah, you just, you know, rub your face with it. So for me, I quite like the subtlety. Oh, to your husband. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. Never liked him anyway. <laughs> but I, I really quite like that sort of idea that it doesn't have to look like a sex toy, you know. And it's and whether that's the shame or the stigma or just sincere 
you know, it's illegal in some places. I would still be very careful with taking a sex toy into somewhere like Dubai, for example, yeah. mm. uh, because the customs there can be so strict that you can get yourself into severe legal trouble. Wow. Um, so wherever you're travelling for holiday or business, do make sure that you check the local customs and, and legislation to make sure that you are operating within the law yeah. if you don't want to find you and your sticky bits in a sticky situation. Um, but I agree with you that for many reasons, having sex toys that don't look like sex toys is an advantage. Most yeah, definitely. Definitely. And actually what I like about the wand, which is a new we vibe toy that came out, um, that we heard about last night, was that you can use it to massage all parts of your body and you know, it can be actually part of the foreplay. You can you can use it on other parts. It doesn't just have to be a vibrator. And it's amazing. It's my favourite new one that's come out. Did you get your mitts or your bits on that one yesterday? Because when that was announced, I was really tantalized because WowTech are claiming that not only is it as powerful or more powerful than other wand vibrators on the market, of which I am a giant fan, um, but also they claim that it's close to silent. And often when you get more power with a toy, which a lot of uh, women who find it hard to orgasm really need to push them over that cliff edge into the pit of pleasure, um, with that power often comes more noise. Um, I've got certain toys that work extremely efficiently and effectively but my neighbours 27 blocks down can probably <laughs> hear when I'm having my big O and that is not because I'm screaming it's because my toy is um, shaking to the point where it could probably register on the Richter scale <laughs> and the beauty about the wand is so how that, that works is when you take it off it just stops and then when you, put, when you apply pressure again it, it starts so that's how it's actually doesn't make any noise which is amazing and I, I put it on the full speed yesterday and I was asking the lady who was showing it to me and she was saying yeah we've done lots of research and they know that this is the top speed is how much pressure people typically need so they haven't gone any further and uh and it has I think it's 30 different ranges like it's incredible wow yeah they also um there was an app now can you use yeah. the wand with the app I think a lot of the uh, the smart toys and the technological enabled toys within WowTech suite, so their WeVibe stuff, some of their womanized stuff, um, use uh, a particular app, that, or they all work on the same kind of platform. And they've they've launched a new iteration of that called, um, I believe it was called WeVibe four 4.0, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, the it's the latest update. Mm -hmm. um, part of the technology that I found intriguing was that. It can sense when somebody might need more intensity, less intensity or a different type of stimulation. Um, that turns my sex toys into Mystic Meg and I'm intrigued yeah. to, to, to see how much my sex toys can learn from me and how much they can predict what will bring me a pleasurable experience. Yeah. I mean, it just blows my mind, like how advanced this stuff is getting mm -hmm. and at such a fast pace as well, mm -hmm. because, you know, I've been using the WeVibe products for a long time and, and actually they keep upping their game. And it is it is absolutely amazing because it must be difficult for other brands to keep up with this when, when brands are bringing out such high tech. But it's the world we live in and actually... You have to, if you're a good brand, you know, whatever you sell in this day and age, you have to keep up and you have to learn how to be the best and what do people need and, um, and being really advanced in technology is amazing. 
And one of the things that I quite like about app technology is because a lot of people think when they think sex tech, they do think everyone's just, you know, crouching masturbators and hiding in their rooms and not talking to anyone. But actually that app technology allows a lover on the other side of the world or anyone you can have, you know, to have that app and be able to control your orgasm. And that brings people together, doesn't it? I think absolutely. And I think a lot of the technology that I've seen um, both at the at Vision Wow and at Aerofame, the, the larger uh, expo of sex toy brands um, that we've seen today, um, has been really thinking about what people want and how they have sex and their needs and requirements. Whereas a few years ago, you were seeing tech just being used because people could. It was tech for tech's sake rather than tech because it really brought benefits. Um, and I saw lots of different uses of tech really thinking in different ways where it it felt like people were um, really approaching things in a much more intelligent manner mm, now. Yeah. Which reminds me of one of the latest Vivibe products. So previously Vivibe had the, you have a vibration, you can be in a different country than your partner and your partner can operate it, but your partner will have to text you. Mm. So it's a bit oh. dis- it was a bit disjointed and... Now what they've done is they've brought it out where you're on the app and you can, just like Snapchat, you can do the video, you can do the pictures, everything disappears when you're done, when you close the chat. So actually it's brought it all together. So it's just, I mean, it was great technology back when WeVibe did have that vibrator. It's just, it needed to be a bit slicker and it needed to have more. So it was great to learn last night that actually they've put it, everything that you need in that situation is all in one. So you're not kind of like messing around trying to yeah. switch switch apps in order to <laughs> communicate and look at that look at the app and yeah, it was uh, it was all too much. I immediately, me being me, I immediately saw that when they said, oh, it's like Snapchat and all the stuff just disappears. I immediately thought that's great for sex work. Like if you've got a client and they want to control your orgasm or they want to talk to you and see pictures or videos whilst you're working. And then in the knowledge that that all goes, that all disappears. I was like, I would have used that. That (laughs) make my dollar dollar bills. I mean, it's just so good for security and stuff because we live in a day and age of people getting hacked and yeah. uh, you know things like um, certain certain messaging apps that we use are not not as secure as they need to be and um, yeah, yeah it's just nice to be able to have that part of your life where you actually feel like it is private and you don't have to avoid it just because of risk reasons um, because a lot of other technologies are just not secure enough and unfortunately mm-hmm. people get videos leaked and all of this kind of stuff so privacy is key yeah we're talking about privacy but I also think that Womanizer are thinking very differently about women's privates. Um, they have a product that's relatively new called the Duo. And not only does it use this, this uh, pleasure air technology to stimulate the clitoris, but it has a second arm that goes internally that actually vibrates. If you look at it, it does look like something from Star Wars. It looks like a tiny little spaceship, but it will take you to the outer realms of pleasure. It's incredible. But what it's designed to do is stimulate the clitoris from the outside, and then the internal probe is supposed to hit the internal parts of the clitoris, those hidden bits. Mm -hmm. We know now that the clitoris actually has a structure a lot like an iceberg in that the bit that you can see on the outside is just the tip of a much larger organ. Um, The area that we have previously called the G-spot, which isn't actually a discrete um, 
part of the body, but more of a zone, more of an area. We now think that the reason that that feels so good to so many women is because if you push that tissue, you can stimulate the parts of the clitoris that are hidden behind it. This toy stimulates the outside and the inside, and it really can bring you not only next level climaxes, but I recently met a woman called Lola Jean. Do you know her, Miranda? No. I feel like you ought to. I okay. She is not only a brilliant sex educator from New York, but she holds the world record for squirting or female oh. ejaculation. Wow. She produced the largest volume of squirt fluid, 1,215 mils, in less than 30 seconds using only her hand. Wow. I have seen her do this in person. She straddled one of those, you know, those absorbent pads that you can get for when you've just bought a puppy and they're pissing all over the house. Um, she, she just posed herself over one of those and managed to make herself squirt in, I would say, about six or seven seconds. It was incredible. She's an aficionado of um, the coochie cannon. She's like a, a real-life super soaker of a superhuman. But she said anybody who wants to experiment with squirting, who hasn't managed it before or who's maybe had it happen but um, isn't quite sure how to control and predict that part of their of their, their physiology. Um, she said that the Womanizer Duo is a really good toy if that's part of some, if that's something that you want to wow. discover and uncover. Yeah. Oh my God. So yes. It's stimulating the female anatomy in a brand new way to produce new results, which few toys are doing now. You know? I think it's so interesting and it's just amazing that there is women in the world like that because I meet so many friends, clients who've never had an orgasm. And these are women often in their 30s. And I just feel so sorry for them. And straight away, like if it's a friend, I just start suggesting things. But like I'm no woman like this girl who actually can do demos and, you know, and really is an expert in, in how to make sure that you're having ultimate pleasure. And um, I think it must be so hard for those people who are living their lives knowing that they're missing out on something and there's something that they've never experienced that a lot of women get to experience. Um, but luckily in this day and age, people are talking and women are talking and women are supporting other women to talk and actually we can support those women to make sure that they are able to have orgasms. There, there was, um, okay, so there's two other things as well that crops up. Um, one of them was autopilot. Where has autopilot been for the whole of my life? Um, I'm sorry, it just seems like such an easy thing. It just seems like such a simple thing. Like we've had, we've got vibrators that have got like, here's pulse one, but, 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 here's pulse two, but, here's pulse three, but, 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 like, and sorry, it's an autopilot is just a random, but it's, you know, you don't, you don't have the same pattern again and again and again. Do you know what it reminds me of? You know, when you hire PT because you need to surprise your body because... I definitely don't know what it's like to hire a personal trainer, but hey... <laughs> Okay, let me change the analogy. You know, when you go to the gym and if you do the same exercise every day, your body gets bored and it's actually not uh -huh. as effective. Yeah. I just sort of like, it was. it's the same thing. You need these surprises. You need to have something different in order to get the results. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to eat the same chicken curry every night. No, exactly. You've got to mix up your spice. <laughs> and so, as you say, the autopilot function on Womanizer's toys gives you a surprise pattern of vibrations. And it also means that rather than fiddling around with buttons like you have to on so many toys, you can actually just concentrate on the sensations you're feeling and the experience you're having. Yeah. Um, and if you're somebody who 
likes to fantasize about being with a partner when you're masturbating, then not knowing what they're going to do next in a pleasant way um, can help to really enhance that experience and that sensation that um, your masturbation isn't so predictable. Um, I know what I'm going to do with my own hand, but I don't know what the womanizer is going to do to my glands. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> it, 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 it seems like such a simple thing, but it's taken us this this long to get. Does anyone else feel like that or is that just me? I think sometimes like you just, when you're developing a product, you just don't know what people need or want. And you might guess if you're a very good company and you've got a bit of money to do some good research, you can get closer to finding out. And I think with Wow Tech, they really have taken their time to figure it out. Mm. And they haven't made any assumptions when they're going for it with a new product. They can back that up with the reasons why they've decided to do that. Mm. And I think that... um I think maybe people were too scared to do that before because they didn't know, you know, is that what women want or not? Yeah. And the the last thing was, um, well, what I've written in my notes is squeezy handle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, now, okay, first of all, Alex, if you could just describe squeezy handle. I think you're describing a new toy called the Chorus, which is a partner toy with a remote control. And rather than, again, having to fiddle with buttons if you don't want to on the remote, it's pressure sensitive. So if you squeeze it with your hand, the tighter the squeeze, the more intensive the please. So if you squidge it, you'll get an increased sensation, increased intensity of vibration. And again, that's really intuitive. Mm. Um, WowTech have done a heck of a lot of um, investigation and really deep contemplation on how people actually use sex toys. Mm. Yet again, this is tech solving an issue or tech serving a purpose rather than just being included as a gimmick. Mm. And I find it so refreshing. It reminds me of a problem that so many males and females suffer from, which is distraction in the bedroom. They go into their heads, they overthink things, they're um, distracted. Uh, Different people have better concentration um, than others. Some people have some ADHD or ADD. So actually staying in the present moment and just enjoying the pleasure is the most important thing for a lot of people and something that can cause a lot of sexual dysfunction if people are not able to do that easily. So if you're using a sex toy and you have to be distracted by pushing buttons and uh, taken out of the moment and, and concentrating on something else, then your pleasure might be completely ruined. It might be impossible for you to have an orgasm when you're constantly being distracted. And for some people, tiny things distract them and they have to have uh, very particular conditions in the bedroom to be able to focus and just to be able to squeeze something which is a very natural movement means that they're not going to be distracted by trying to push these buttons or they're not going to focus on how to operate it because squeezing their hand is the most automatic thing they can do and something they're doing with ease and they don't even have to think about the impact that that's going to have they're not thinking oh actually I squeeze this and then it's going to get better they actually just do it and it does get better Mm. Um, so yeah I think it's actually going to help people with some sexual dysfunction. I was just thinking the squeeze function combined with the smart silence where the products only work if they're actually in contact with the skin and then they stop when you remove them makes it the ideal product for people 
who um, might have children or flatmates or some yeah. other situation in their house that means when they're getting down to business, that time is precious. Yeah. They don't want to fuck about. They want to fuck. <laughs> and they want that toy to work as soon as they put it against the skin. And then if the critters come through the door or the neighbour bangs on the wall or they're interrupted by their mother-in-law or whatever, the minute they put that toy down, they can chuck it under the cover. It's not going to keep humming and buzzing and being annoying and drawing attention to the fact that they were getting on with some hanky-panky. It's just going to sit quietly until it's needed again. Toys working with real life (laughs) in unreal ways. It's brilliant. And I thought one of the biggest advantages of it is people with disabilities. You know, rather than an app, like the app is great, but for me, an app like, you know, for someone who gets RSI and, you know, sometimes... I think wanking has given me RSI, yeah. <laughs> frankly. I think texting about wanking has given me RSI. But, you know, sometimes just, you know, you have to, and especially if you've got it on lock, oh my God, and you have to unlock it and everything. But just to have that sort of squeezy thing, if you have problems with your back or with your body, your body doesn't move, your bo- you can't bend, you can't, you can't move much of your body. Maybe if you've just got one part of you that can squeeze and being able to do that, I think that's, isn't that really good for disabilities? I think it's amazing to think about people with disabilities and, and to be all inclusive. And, um, you know, for a brand to, um, I don't know if they had that in, in mind when they developed it, but the fact that they have developed products that are suitable for, for all people is absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, I think that's, to think that that's where we've arrived to with sex toys, toys is so impressive. You don't have to squeeze too hard either, because I, when I was handling the course, I was thinking, would, would I be able to do this if I had arthritis? Uh, and I think for a lot of people, you would be able to. Yeah. Um, one place where tech is really helping in terms of sex is older generations Mm. um and that is something we're all going to need to think about we're an aging population things like viagra and hrt mean that we can if we want to enjoy um longer sex life further into our twilight years than perhaps we would have been able to before um lots of us are divorcing or and starting new partnerships later in life or realizing that maybe um if we lived in a different generation where it wasn't so acceptable to be lgbtq we can now uh hopefully find it easier to come out even if we're a bit older and explore those parts of our sexuality for multiple reasons people are either coming into a new sexual renaissance for themselves or continuing to be sexual later in life, which should absolutely be embraced, but it comes with its own um, its own unique requirements. And sex tech is now starting to cater to to those people, which I'm going to become one in only a few decades. So that's where I'm putting my money. Yeah, I'm investing in my my silver sex self. Yeah, my my hair may be grey, but I want all my rosy bits to still be very happy. <laughs> I think what was amazing about the trade show today was just that there is something for everyone. And I think anyone who actually looks at what is available on the market won't actually feel that they're discluded no matter who they are and no matter what preferences they have, Um, which is great because, you know, I think in the past that was the problem. Like, Like many years ago, people kind of felt it was just for certain types of people and not them. Um, Whereas now actually all people feel included. Um, You know, if they really take some time and look at at what's available, uh, it's like 
any challenge or any preference that they have sexually, there's something for it. Literally, I think for anyone who hasn't owned, owned a sex toy, I think it's a good idea to just check what's on the market and actually just pick something that you think could be interesting for you. And actually, I think going for something that is not too expensive, like something that's kind of very reasonably priced so that you have something, you have that experience and then, you know, take it from there. I think it's, it can be quite interesting, especially in this day and age when there's so much to offer. I think that pleasure really and enjoying your body um, is really fundamental to human health. And I think it's much easier to feel good about the body you're in if the body you're in is making you feel good. And sex toys can really help with that. Mm. Um, so if anybody listening has any ideas on how we can make great sex toys more accessible to a wider range of people, I would love to hear them. I think it's such a great idea. Or even just like us helping one person who hasn't had an orgasm and they're yes. willing to document it and tell people what they've been through to get there. I remember... Um, just one of Lily Allen's things that she said in her documentary, um, or sorry, her bio biography was that um, she'd insulted another celebrity and she said, oh, I was just really pissed off because I'd never had an orgasm. And actually it's, you know, it's so true that, that like she was experiencing this frustration in her life and, and really she felt like maybe insecure about that and it was it was holding her back and maybe not making her feel as much of a woman as she should feel like and uh was kind of dividing her from other people because she hadn't had that experience and um and the way she worded it just kind of said to me that once she'd learned how to have an orgasm she felt better about herself um so I think it's something that if women haven't managed to have an orgasm they need to just seek some help or support or talk about it or, or, you know, do something. And there's other women out there who are willing to help and give guidance and advice and suggestions on how they can make that happen. And they are not alone either. Like, I can't be the only one in this room that was never sure if they'd had an orgasm oh, no. until they had an orgasm. And, you know, it, it was... And you always felt a bit weird. You were always like, oh, was that an orgasm or was that a bit of a pee? And then it was like... Now I've had an orgasm. Oh, most definitely. I should add that Lily Allen is a real womanizer fan, by the way. She names that as her favourite fat greater oh. brand in her autobiography. <laughs> um, she's got a song called Can't Knock Them Out, but Lily, I disagree. I think you're knocking them out on a regular basis now. You're wearing a womanizer. <laughs> she is now. Yeah. I actually Maybe had... that was the change for her. Maybe that was <laughs> yeah. the uh, answer. When her next album is like just really blissed out and laid back kind <laughs> of vibes, well, no way. <laughs> Yeah. I had my first, um, oh, holy God, my hole really has showed me that God is real orgasm from a toy. Uh, and prior yeah. to that, I'd been having lots of lovely feelings. I'd had a really lovely sex life, actually. I was very lucky that in my late teens, I had a wonderful boyfriend who I was very sexually compatible with. And I was absolutely enjoying myself. It wasn't any shortcomings in his um, attending to me or us being uh, in love or anything like that. Um, I just hadn't learnt that I personally need quite intense clitoral stimulation in order to get me to a particular peak of pleasure. Um, and once I had taught myself how to do that with a toy, I kind of had to work backwards to learn how to do it um, with a partner or, or on my own without using using anything. And 
Um, toys set a benchmark for me of what my body was capable of. Mm. And then I had to learn other ways of replicating that. And that is fine. That mm. is fine. Yeah. Um, I think you've really hit the nail on the head there. Knowing what you like and being able to confidently say, yeah, I know what does it for me is a great point to reach in a woman's life. And different women reach that point at different ages. And, um, you know, I think that it's just really important um, for people to be able to reach that point that they want to reach that and not feel like there's something missing or something lacking in their sex life. Yeah. I don't like to talk about women who can't orgasm. I always say women who haven't orgasmed yet. Yeah. It might take a lot of practice and exploration. Yeah. Um, but I also think that if you're in a mindset where you're thinking, this isn't going to happen for me, it's not going to, I'm not going to get there, you're less likely all of that the women again. that I've met who've talked to me about not being able to orgasm, being so frustrated and feeling so different because of that, have always gone on to learn how to orgasm. Mm. So they're, you know, so I definitely wouldn't refer to it in that way either. And um, and I think it is about exploration. Do you know what I would say on that subject is one of the things that I don't think is going to happen yet is the end of this podcast. So I'm <laughs> going to bring it. <laughs> 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 I know. 